Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions, and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. 
That's dimebeautyco.com. In this week's podcast, we got to interview the Lewis Howes. And oh my gosh, the story, his experience, his past, and how he's turned it all around is so interesting to listen to. Can't wait for you guys to check it out. So when I got done playing football, I was like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I immediately wrote a list of my biggest fears. And public speaking was one of them. Why is this not a book? Well, I'm writing a new book about how to eliminate self-doubt. Because I feel like self-doubt is the killer of dreams. And almost everyone has doubt. Welcome to the new series, Cocktails and Conversation with Kat and Nat. And we've decided to bring you all of these conversations with people that we like to have. Where there's a little bit of wisdom, always hilarity, and hilaria. Yes, some famous, some just cool. Some drink, some don't drink. But there's always a conversation. Cheers. Join us. call you out on one thing, okay? Call me out on anything you want. So, when we first originally talked, you were like, I'm not a mom, I don't know if they'll resonate with me. And the reason I said that, when I was like, huh, interesting, I was like, I think that's the crux of motherhood, that so many of us feel like people think we're just moms, but I'm like, mm. we're actually humans. That keep, <laughs> human that we keep other humans alive, so wow. we do what all of these people do that are moms, <laughs> but then keep people alive right. while we're trying to do what everybody else is doing, which is so interesting to me that people have a perception that moms should be, they think different. But I took I took your saying, like, I'm not a mom, do you still want me, as like, you were just like, I want to make sure that like you're interested in what I have to say. That's but why wouldn't they? No, it's not that they wouldn't. I mean, 60% of my audience is actually women, so they must be liking something about... I wonder why. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have a lot of great women on who are, you know, spiritual thought leaders and things like that, so for me, it's I'm, I'm assuming they're resonating more towards like those women I bring on, I guess. But Can you tell us what you do? I'm just a human being. Are you taking like my that. line now? He's like, just oh, like I'm just a human being <laughs> that, that all moms resonate with. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Just, and what do you do for a living? That's probably the that's probably worse than asking someone for a hug. That's the worst. Oh, I that's the worst than asking for a we hug. Hate, we I, hate that too. So I get the award for the worst question. Yes, we do. We, we hate. Did you call me out? I'm calling her yeah, out. Yeah, we now. hate. Where are you? What do you? What's next? We hate. What's it's the next? worst question? This is besides. What do you do for a living? Okay, got it. What do you? Those two wh- things. Why? I try to add, never ask those questions. Why? Questions. So what do you do? What, no, so, so why? tell me what you do. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I actually? Yeah, yeah. Touching's fine. Quick, brief touches. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, you know, what do I do? No, I, I'm serious. I. I've been trying to figure out the best way to say it in a catchy one sentence answer. Okay. When someone asks me, "What do you do?" because yeah. I'd really rather not answer the question. We feel the same way, by the way. I think. Yeah. What do you guys do? No. We, uh, we chat about uh, mom stuff. I we think not, it. sir. Yeah, don't turn that around. Yeah. yeah. Questions for you. Uh, I create content to help people improve their life is the main thing, and the podcast that I do, School Greatness, is kind of the main focus. But we run events, we do books. Uh, I've got courses, membership how sites. Do, how do you know how to inspire people? What what What's it about you that... It's not about me. It's about the message. And my goal is to ask the right questions. Okay. To stay curious. To essentially be like your kids. And be like, why? 
Why? Why? And annoy the crap out of you, but not annoy you yeah. to try to get the most out of you. Because the answer is here, but sometimes it's buried so deep. When you keep asking, it's yeah. going to surface. And until you actually hug long enough to <laughs> <able to> open <laughs> up about I like what's that. inside. I'm going to fucking hug you so, on the way out of here. Yeah, you, you know, know what? Hug you so hard, you can't get up. seven seconds. I mean, for me, I mean, I used to be an athlete. My whole dream was to be a professional athlete. Football? I played football professionally. Got injured really quickly. I broke my wrist. You can see a scar oh, yeah. here. So I was in a cast from here. I don't know if any of your kids have broken arms. I hope they Not yet. don't. They so will. I was in a cast from, actually, my thumb was in a cast to my fingers in this position. So I was like this for six months. <gasps> Did this not go numb? It was miserable. Oh. Go, I mean, I was constantly doing this. Oh. And, I, and I could do this, okay. and I could move it here, but I couldn't straighten six my arm. Months. Do six they have, months. Do they have a better system now? I hope so, because they took a bone out of my hip, put it in my wrist, and it just took forever to fuse together. So I was in this position because oh, they couldn't have me twisting it, otherwise they wouldn't have healed. And so my whole life kind of like crashed because I didn't have a plan B. I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I just said, I want to be an athlete. That's all I know. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go to school to learn. I just went to school to play sports. I yes. have, you know why would that resonate with you? Because so many are taught to just grow up and become moms. Mm. And that's the goal. And then they become a mom and they're like... What's next? That is this, the, is, that, this yeah. is the number one question that moms say to us. How, what, what's ne what do I do now? And how do I know what to Just do? Just be a mom and that's 20 years. And, and then what, though? Yeah. But even everything is like, what now? So I need to hear finish your story, but that you just like dinged it on me that, mm -hmm. that what you're saying is what is every mom what, who sits what, at home. Where, where were you born? Where are you from? Small town, Delaware, Ohio. Okay. We like our small, small town boys. There's you're the second small town boy. Where are you guys from? Texas? Big city girls. Toronto, Canada. You're Canadian? Canadian! Canadian? Wow. Canadian? Is that amazing? Like they're Texas for some reason. Well, blonde hair, big boobs. I don't know. Wait, I have <laughs> big boobs. What? I pretend. I know you have. You're both Toronto. Yeah. You sound like Americans. Yeah, I know. I'm half American, but we're I'm born and raised. Trana. Trana. Wow. Trana, yes. Yeah. Don't meet many Canadian Canadians like you ladies. That's a compliment. We're, we're doing to spin that into a compliment. <laughs> yeah. We heard that we're loud Canadians. Like Canadians are usually, yeah, I guess. That's what like, committed. Committed to the craft of finding more about curious people. So That's every it. day you create content and deliver it on different social media yeah, platforms. I, mean, I interview people. Um, I know you do. My goal is to interview the most fascinating people in the world to figure out how they became great at what they do, whatever it is that they do. Right. At the greatest level. Is there I became fascinated. After I got done playing professional football, I was sleeping on my sister's couch for a year and a half. Didn't make any money. This was in 2007 to 2000, uh, almost 2009. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out what am I to do? I'm a 24-year-old grown man with no job, no college degree. My dream's over. I don't know what to do with my life. And I said to myself, how can I make my life like a sport? This is all I know is sports. Right. How can I make life a sport? Well, what's the first thing I need? I need a coach. I need someone to give me guidance to figure out how to set a goal for my next stage. And then I need to create some goals. Who's the coach? I had three key mentors from Ohio that were kind of guiding me in different areas of what I was interested in. One was a great public speaker. Did you have to pay them? Uh, I didn't have any money, so I somehow swindled them and convinced okay. them to work just with care. me and just okay. like have pity on me. Okay, you know, good, it was like good, one good, of those good, moments, good. right? It's like, mm -hmm. please, I have a cast, help me. You know, okay. it was like, How did you know you wanted to be a public speaker? You were just not shy and good at speaking I, out loud? So I, my entire life, I've, I think one of the things that's helped me along the way is I've been so terrified to do so many things throughout my life. I was the youngest of four. 
my brother went to prison when I was eight years old for four and a half years. I was sexually abused and raped by a man when I was five. And I had no friends until I was 13. Friends that I had to pay for. Literally, I had to pay one time to be a part of a friend group, a club. Mm -hmm. And I was in the special needs classes, so I was able-bodied, but I was in the little classes on the side. So were we, by the way. Why were you in special needs? Wheelchairs, because I couldn't read and write. Okay. I couldn't comprehend. When I went to eighth grade, they started testing us, and they said I had a second grade reading level. They waited till eighth grade. To, ta- to do. No, they just started doing more like standardized tests, and they're like, I went to a new school in eighth grade, and this school tested me, and they were like, okay, you have a second grade reading level, which I pretty much knew because every time the teacher would ask me oh. to read aloud, I would just stumble over my words because huh. I, I could not read a full sentence. And you couldn't articulate seeing, what you were feeling. And about. I couldn't remember what I was reading because I couldn't read it. And so when we do tests, I would always fail, and then I would just feel it just. Confirmed how stupid and insecure mm-hmm. and dumb and insignificant I was well, did your every parents time know? I went to school. I mean, I was the youngest of four. They were struggling to make money. They were doing their best to help me. My mom would help me, but she's working a few jobs. My dad's oh. working until 7 o'clock every night just yeah. trying to pay for, you know, my brother's yeah. in prison. It's like, there's just challenges. And so then there was those two big they were very, They were very loved. My parents were great. My mom tutored me. She would come to uh, elementary school and for an hour or two and help with reading in the class just so I didn't feel alone. Aww. So she would come and do her best, take time away from work to come teach me, but I didn't know what dyslexia was then. Right. And it wasn't until later I was like, oh, I guess I'm dyslexic. Yeah. And so to get back to that, I guess the story is, you know, I just felt very insecure my childhood. I felt like no one cared, no one loved me. Even though my parents loved me and my family loved me. It's I different. I didn't feel. The story I told myself is no one loves me because huh. I'm stupid Mm-hmm. And no one's ever going to love me. And for whatever reason, I just feel like I had nothing to lose after a certain amount of years. I just said, I'm whatever I'm most afraid of, I'm going to go do it. And when I was a teenager, no girls would talk to me. Yeah. I was I was 6'4", this tall, at like 11 years old. And Shut Why were they not talking to you? Because I was like super skinny and gangly and like huge ears and big teeth. Like, Did your ears shrink? No, I just he grew, grew into in them. There, right? Yeah, I had my so, big back. I'm huge too. That's great. And, uh, and, and I was in the bottom of my class all the way through high, uh, high school. And high, when I got to high school, they would have actually rankings of classmates on based on grade Where? Card. Like based on, on the what? wall? Based on what? No, in your grade Grace? card. On your grade card, they would rank you on the top of your card. So I, I was always I was always in the bottom four. That's all through so high school. Bad. That's based so bad. That's so terrible. Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. We don't do that in Canada, just smart. so you know. So there was always, every day was a confirmation that I'm not good enough. Oh. And, you know, I was ugly. I was, it was just everything. Really? Right? Yeah. For me, that's the story oh, that's I told myself. That's the story I told myself. Okay. And so I remember the first challenge for me was every guy's challenge. What? It's how to get a girl to like them. Right? It's like, how to survive, you need some, you need a girlfriend in high school. Right? And I remember I was. What grade are you in now? Then? Yeah, not yet then. I mean, I was 14. Like ninth like grade? Yeah, ninth grade. I'm going to get a girlfriend. That would be that Well, it was just it. like, how do you get a girl to talk to you? That's like the, the insecurity of guys in high school. Okay, okay. You I have kids? You have boys? I have three boys, yeah. I've high school? One. No! They're all I mean, under the age of 11. Four to I'm 11. I'm telling I got you, four of them, the though. thing that the guys are going to think about the most is like, do girls like me? Okay. Like, what am I doing that's going to get a girl to like want to talk to me or okay. sit by me or, you know, whatever Were you playing football at this time? I didn't start playing until I was a sophomore. Okay, 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 okay. But um, 
What so I remember doing? I was just like scared to talk to girls. And I remember I said to myself, like, I'm sick and tired of being afraid. I'm done being afraid of talking to girls, being rejected, being laughed at, like everything. And I'm going to master this thing. And I said to myself, from 16, uh, I was 16 going into 17, I was uh, in the summer, summer break, I said, okay, every time I see, I just created a game in my, in my mind and a challenge. I said, this whole summer, every time I see a girl that gives me a little bit of butterflies, yeah. you know, it's like, ooh, that's like, she's cute. I am going to not walk, sprint up to them. <laughs> In a non-creepy way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, okay. But I'm going to, like, not run away like I always do. I'm gonna actually going to turn and start going towards them and say hi. I'm nervous for you right now. And it, was, it was the most scary thing the first few times because I'd always been rejected and always been laughed at or whatever. It was just, like, the story I told myself. And so I, I gave myself this challenge, and the first couple of weeks, I was horrible. I would just stutter. I didn't know what to say. I would just make a fool of myself. These girls would just laugh, and I was just like... I'm gonna do this until I'm no longer afraid. What happened the, the first time you did it? What was I she think, like? I think she was. It was just so awkward. Oh yeah, just really so weird way of so meeting weird. girls. It's good. Good. But here's what happened. Here's what happened. But I remember I went to this. My dad was a. How many girls do you think it was? Like you eventually like. I probably talked to hundreds of people. Wow. But it wasn't with like the intention of like I'm gonna get a girlfriend. I'm gonna get them to like kiss me. I was just like I need to come to Yeah, fair. That's very mature. If they never by the way, see me again. Like I'm okay. Were you handsome? I think I was start. I, I had a lot of acne then too. Okay. So I was like insecure. Same I know. Like, like, I, like, I think I was getting more handsome. Like I was growing into my body. You know all those things. Okay. But it doesn't matter. There's a lot of handsome men who are still afraid to talk to girls. Uh huh. So and it, lots of girls who are talk are afraid. Like everyone, absolutely, if everyone's, yeah, everyone's afraid everyone. to be rejected. Yeah, everyone's afraid. Everyone. We never talk to a boy, like walk up to a boy right? at that age. No, if they talk so, to me, I'd have been like, mm, so by the end of the summer, it I got so comfortable with rejection, and I was just like, it doesn't matter, and I'm just here to have a good time. And I just want to say hi to someone. I'm not. I don't have a gender. I just okay. So you at 16, you got really comfortable with rejection. That's like really that, comfortable. That's rejection. really far advanced in human really evolution for because we know people that are in their 30s and afraid to be it, 70s who are afraid to be rejected. And I think that's what gave me an advantage in like I was the only one in my my on my sports teams in college that actually pursued the dream of playing professional football. But I was not the best athlete. There was guys much better than me. But I, a lot of them, and a lot of them stopped talking to me when I went to go play professional football. I was so hurt by the guys who I thought were like my brothers that I practiced with every yeah, day. Yeah, they are. They, they technically with. are, right? You're literally like taking showers naked with dudes. Yeah, why did find that weird? You? Right? Why, but why did they, why? I later Jealous? found, I think later found out like they stayed in their comfort zone. They stayed in like the small town they were in. They got a job. They didn't go for the dream that they really wanted to. Mm. And they saw me doing it. And I think they were just mad or resentful. They're mad themselves. Resentful. Yeah, They're whatever mad it is. Themselves. They so were mad at him. It just was really hurtful because I was like, man, it's lonely going after your dreams when there's other people that should be, but they're not, and they don't talk to you. And they. So I really learned quickly, like, okay, some things you're gonna have to go do on your own if you really want it bad mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. And um, so I learned a lot of lessons. So there's there's a lot of challenges I gave myself since I was 16. I was afraid of public speaking my whole life because I couldn't. So were we? Because I couldn't stand oh, up. Because I couldn't stand so in front of a class and read aloud because no. all the people would laugh. Around you know me. I dropped out of high school, right? I do now. Yeah. 
didn't finish. And I had a, a bad public speaking thing that like, Incident. yeah, I, I like. In, now you guys are speaking in front of like millions of women. Oh day. yeah, I mean you can't imagine we, the first time, time we had to do it. We like, argued. You do it. You do it. You do it. You do it. We couldn't even talk. We shaking. Yeah, shaking. We would be like, boom. It's an, an alarm. Amber alert. Amber alert. But yeah. no, one time Fuck. I was like cool with my small class and I won this like public speaking like thing in my class. It with wow. my friends. It's like one class. Like between you and one other person. <laughs> you won. Basically. <laughs> but then from winning, and then this is why I always tell my kids, like, you know, like be careful because if you win in the class, you'll have to go in front of the whole school. Be careful. Be That's really good parenting advice. Don't, don't try too hard. You don't want to win. Careful. Just yeah. be careful. Just be careful. Get third place. Get third. I, yeah, third's good. <clears throat> I went and I did it in front of the whole class, the whole like school, and I got up there. I said five words. I forgot the whole thing. Oh. I was, everyone's staring at me. I couldn't say another word, and I just walked off. And I'm like, I know there's a video. I've never seen it. But from that moment on, I was like, I cannot talk in front of people. Like, that will happen wow. again for sure. Wow. Obviously. I worked through that. Here we go. Talked all too much. No, <laughs> Can't stop um, it. Yeah, and so when I got done playing football, I was like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I immediately wrote a list of my biggest fears. And public speaking was one of them. Why is this not a book? I've wait, written some stuff in some of my wait, books about this. Yeah, story. yeah, but I mean, like, just the, that's a fear? That's a... Well, I'm writing a new book about how to eliminate self-doubt because I feel like self-doubt is the killer of dreams, and almost everyone has doubt. We can you just did a podcast. But can you eliminate it without got, like going through it? Like you know, you no. got you got so used to rejection. Do you want which, that moved? Is that your no, life? Okay. okay. No. I thought you were gonna say you're not doing some for seconds. Yeah, baby. Okay, I'll get a okay. sheet. Not, and not like I just think nobody could care about. But I just think it's so ironic your story of like walking up to girls and talking to them when. I was telling my husband before we left, like, who, who I was going to meet, and what an idiot. He didn't know you. But I'm, like, showing you, and he goes, wait. He was like, okay, wait, who's that? I go, that's his girlfriend. And Mark's like, honestly, he's like, never mind. What's her name? And he's like, holy shit. This guy has a good time. From not being able to say hi to a girl, wanting a girlfriend, to the hottest girl on the fucking internet, as far as yeah. I can see. She's pretty special. Wow. Mark's yeah. really jealous. He must there's have a, fun. There's I go, a lot of... I go, you can't get her as your girlfriend. You can get a girl from Mark, but not her. There's a lot... You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of hot, beautiful, sexy women in the world. And I've met so many great women. Yeah. But when you want to be a, build a life partnership with someone, yeah. This is, sounds cliche. I'm no, no. Sorry about that. Ah! I'm really sorry. That wow. just was. You almost made her lose her eyeballs. Wow. That just went that way. Good. That just went. That I had no control. Okay. That no. That, that he's never been drunk in his life. But we're not giving you any. Don't no, worry. No, I'm. This I'm, I'm good. I'm he's gonna open board. that one. You know why that? Maybe, yeah, okay, 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 yeah. But this well, I've never been. I'm, this is gonna sound cliche, and I always. We don't care about that. I think I always was like, oh, I want to be with like a hot, sexy girl. What, I blah, think blah, every blah. people think that. Everyone wants that, but I've been single at different stages of my life, and I've had fun and dated hot, sexy women that really? that bring oh, that also like. I'm <laughs> like, this is some emptiness to it too. Yeah, where, I agree. I'm not saying all hot women, but there was. Mm. I was choosing women where they weren't growth minded. They didn't have the same. Interests and it feels like okay, just being sexy and hot is not everything. It's fun for a little bit, but it's not a life partner that you want to be with. Can I, I, so you I remember telling sexy. myself, I need to find someone who's going to blow my mind sexually and beauty wise, but also have the most incredible heart she in the world. Blows your mind can, can, I, can I ask you a personal I question? I mean, just someone who I'm attracted so, to. I know, I know, I'm just saying. But no. I need to have the most incredible heart, growth minded, and that's why I've. 
You are like out of package. Are you a naturally optimistic person, or yeah, do you have to work on it? Uh, I'm naturally positive, optimistic. If you had to sum yourself up in one word, what would it be? Oh God. Um, like if you had to be like, I am like we have one teammate, team member who has a one tattoo on her. Right, right. I'm so well, well suited. Well, yeah. What is the word that it would be? I want you to say one too. I know I'm really nervous. One word. Yeah. I'm loving. Loving. Okay. okay. What's yours? Like siphon. <laughs> I would say unstoppable. Oh. Like not tenacious, but like like you're gonna you're not putting a wall. If there's a wall, I'll plow through the wall mm. and there's nothing you can do to and also siphon and seraphon. <laughs> That's why there's two of us. Okay, I, I do, I do, I, I do have t- more questions for you. I was going to ask if you know anything before about I, before you ask the question. Yeah, yeah. So just to recap this, what I was saying. Yes. Not about the girl. No. Not about uh, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So I like keep us on track. We're bad I, at that. When I, uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, when I was done playing football, I wrote a list of my fears. And the top of the list was public speaking because I was never able to stand in front of my classmates, five people without trembling. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I was also afraid of dancing. Did and you go on Dancing with the Stars? I would love to. Wait, um, wait, wait. You were afraid of like, like so you're at a club and, like, and then like the, like the music starts and you're like afraid like that you weren't going to be good at it or like afraid of slow dancing? Slow dancing, I was pretty good. Yeah, that's like good. it's pretty simple. It's just about, but I had like a little bit of rhythm. Like I could. Oh, whatever, do you have rhythm now? Well, so <laughs> DJ pumped that party. I was like, I need to give a move. So, right at dancing. So I mean, especially because you don't drink. I've never been drunk. Well, see, but you, you had to drink to be fine with dancing. So I I started seeking out these mentors and seeking out people that I felt like I was inspired by, that I wanted to be like. Yes. Things I was. They were always like. They were inspiring, you know, they made me proud of what they were creating, all these things. And I met, um, I, I met someone at a salsa club. I went to a salsa club because I was scared to dance. You're a unique being. I was thinking so, of like club music. He's yeah. like salsa. So I went to a, I went to a salsa club because I was terrified of it. And so I said, I'm going to check this out. And I had a cast on. So I'm at a club. I'm a tall white guy where it's all Latinos. At a salsa club. Yeah. So I already stand out as being a tall white dude yeah. with a cast like waving at people like an idiot. <laughs> it's like a good time to try salsa. And I have a cutoff shirt on because I couldn't put an actual long sleeve shirt on okay. the cast, right? So yeah. it's cut off shirt. It just didn't Did you have muscles? I mean, I'm in a cast. Okay, yeah, never so, mind. So, <laughs> so I go. So dancing was one, especially salsa dancing was one. Like partner dancing. Well, when do you salsa dance in life? Like maybe at weddings when they put on that one song. When have been like, I need to, I'm, now I'm going to bust out yeah, my like, salsa. I, I never felt the need to like master my salsa skills. Salsa. Salsa. <laughs> when did you? But I remember watching it on TV being like, I could never do that. No. Can you do so, it now? <clears throat> I'm going to guess. The answer go to So I go to a salsa club. Alone? And... Alone. He meets his girl. Alone. I go by myself, and I start going every week to this club, and just sit in the corner and watch. They think you're weird now. Of they course. think you're a pervert. They're like, who is this pervert in the cast? What city are you in now? Columbus, Ohio. So there's a salsa there's club a small there. Salsa that is, scene. That's mind blowing in itself. It was a good Latino group there. So, anyways, I start going. I have all this free time on my hand, 
Right? <laughs> no pun intended. I have all this free time because I'm not working. I'm not playing football. I can't work out. I'm just sleeping on my sister's couch at this time. Yes. And I started asking myself, what can I, after a number of months of being kind of depressed and like down on myself, I say, okay, I got to overcome my fears. I got to do something with my life. I knew about the Salsa Club because my girlfriend was dating a Colombian who told me about it, so I went to the club. That's how I found out about it. Current girlfriend? No, my sister's boyfriend, sorry, was um, Colombian. Okay. So I found out about it through him. So I go to the club, and I start meeting some of the, the people, the Salseros, the people who are dancing. Salseros. Salseros, yes. Salseros. Start meeting some of them. The women are like, nice. They're like, why don't you come out and dance? I'm like, no, I don't want to make you look bad. I'm really just terrified of embarrassing yes. myself. After three months of going almost every week, I finally start to get some good friendships with some of the people there. And one girl just eventually just drags me out. And I'm like kicking and screaming. You still have the like, cast on at this time? I still have the cast on. And she, I'm like kicking and screaming. I'm kicking and screaming, but she's like ripping my hand Different out. her. And I'm like, no. And it's in the middle of this like heavy song, this hot, heavy song. Everyone's on the floor. I'm in the middle of the floor. I'm literally like so embarrassed shaking. I would be dead. The only white dude in the whole floor. It's I can't even understand the music. Even there's three months. You know a little bit. And so she's she's like, just look at me and we're gonna do the basic steps. So I'm looking down at their feet, I'm literally doing the basic steps, I'm stepping on her, I'm bumping into people, I feel so stupid. Oh my god. And yeah, one song complete I don't look up at all because I'm just like, I'm so stupid. And I do we finish the song and she says, Stay out here. Just like keep doing the basics with me. And I'm like, I'm not making you look good, I'm making you look horrible. And all these other guys are twirling these girls around, making them look so amazing. I'm making you look horrible. She goes, it doesn't matter. She didn't give two shits. She didn't care. She's like, just do the basics. Keep doing the basics. And I was did there for look, about an did hour. Did you look down at her feet or are you supposed to look in her eyes? You're supposed to say connected. But yeah. I was so, yeah. like, The whole time you're dancing. Not the whole time. You don't want to stare the whole time for 20 minutes. <laughs> but it's like, you want to connect. It's a partner experience. I'm yeah, new yeah. to this. I'll see you. I'll, like, I'll, see you. You. I'll see you later. It's like when you talk with your girlfriend, do you look away the whole time you're talking to them? Do you feel like you're being present? I do find eye contact very intimate. It, it's weird. You're, you have great eye contact, but it's very intimate. So eye contact was something I was afraid of. I'm not afraid of it. It's just... But it's it's hard to stay present and connected, right? If I look at you for like 20 weird. seconds... It's very... Oh my God, I have a staring contest right now. No, no I, yes, you yes. did. See, see who we just did. No, do it again. No, it's not like no, that. No, come on, come on, let's do it. And see what? See who doesn't smile. No... I mean, I'll win this all day. I play this with my kids all the time. Okay. You'll win this all day? We no, can't make I, you smile. Without okay. blinking, you, without you two, smiling. You two, You already smiled. Natalie. <laughs> what is... What? Okay. <laughs> You're smiling, Natalie. <laughs> so Sorry. Fine. So I, I... After about an hour of me messing up, I finally was like, okay, I'm in. I, I looked around the room. No one was looking at me. No. No one cared. You know. At all. They say dancing is very much like sex. Oh, wow. It is. It but is. You, know what you're, you, know what you're, you know what you just said right there? You take off your cover-up and you walk around the pool. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God. Look at her Look body. At and they realize everyone's staring at themselves. Everyone everyone's worried about themselves. Everyone's in their own body. Nobody cares about your dancing. Exactly. Wow. So... Before you get to your next question, so recap it, I'll try to make yeah, it tight. Yeah, okay, good. Um, I say, okay, I'm all in on salsa dancing. I started to become so obsessed with mastering salsa dancing. I downloaded a greatest hits of salsa songs. I was a truck driver at the time. So I was driving what kind of truck? I was driving like the biggest size U-Haul before you need a truck license. Okay. 
Imagine you pulled up next to him and he's driving the truck. Hey, hey. I was was driving every day for six hours from Columbus, Ohio to Cincinnati, dropping off Napa auto car parts and then bringing new car parts back every day. And I would listen to this salsa CD for six hours straight. And all I would do is imagine myself dancing. Oh, my God. How old are you right now? 23, 24, something like that. So the truck only went 55 miles an hour when I put the pedal to the metal. Oh my God. So I was in the slow lane, just bored out of my mind in Ohio. It probably looks like Canada, you know, where you guys are at. It's like flat. It's just like cornfields everywhere. Yeah. And, we don't have uh, corn, but that's okay. We and do have for corn. six hours a day, I would listen to the sauce. Six hours a day. And then at night, this you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. I would, I had a mirror, like a tall mirror, and practice? I would practice by myself. I would watch YouTube tutorials and YouTube. I learned salsa through YouTube. You're, are you a perfectionist? I'm, I'm someone who likes to master something. I don't like to be perfect. I like to be a master. Yeah, because that's a lot. That's a. So are you so good? At, are you so in. good at salsa now? Um, oh, I, I would sh- say that I could. I can dance with the greatest salsa dancers in the world and make them look incredible. So I've Seriously? Danced, I've danced I did not think you were just going to say that. I mean, I've danced with a lot of the girls from Dancing with the Stars, and they're always like, like Julian Huff. Where? Just where? Julian. Like I, I, brought Julian, I brought Julian on my podcast four years ago, Julian Huff. And she was impressed. And I was like, hey, let's dance real quick. And I just turned music on, and I was dancing. She's like, she was like, what? And she was like, yeah, there's videos of me doing this. Is your girlfriend, is your girlfriend good at it? She's not a salsa dancer. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but I want to get her into it. How so mean, if you together? can master it, she can master it. She could, yeah. How, how, how long are you guys been yeah. together? It'd be almost a year. Feels longer. Mm. Now we have to go salsa dancing. You're so, anyways, some so anyways, I met a guy at the no. salsa club. You get the kick out of this. Okay. I like the kick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. that. I get a kick out of this. I met a guy at the salsa club who I started to see a lot, and I started asking. One of the questions I asked him was, "What do you do for a living?" And he said, "I'm not gonna tell you. I'm teasing. It's supposed to be a joke." Like, oh my god. And when I asked him, like, what's the, what do you do? Like, yeah. I was curious. And that's something you don't ask, but I asked him anyways. And he said, Why don't you ask it? It's not interesting. Oh, I find It's not that. an interesting question to start when you oh, meet someone. When you're, okay. I'm uh, not offended. I'm not pissed or anything. I'm just saying. It's like a girl being like, I'm a new driver. Like, what do you really? do? Really? I think I'm, it's the, I just think it's, um, a lazy question to ask. Okay, fair. That's fair. What do you? But what and do you, I don't. I don't. I want to say that I don't think it sparks enough curiosity in the person to be excited to answer. What would be your first question when you meet someone? What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Really? See what happened right there. You were like that. So if I really no, you ask know, you, what yeah, are you most grateful like, for? I know exactly. What, she's what are you most? What are you most grateful for in your life? Uh, I have moments. <coughs> Every, oh no, I was going to say uh, right now, right now, at this moment, at like, the stage of your life. Oh, I'm like, today. In the last like, week. I'm, I'm grateful for for my my. I'm grateful for my life with her. Like right now, what we're doing and what we're living. In the moment. Oh, like shut this. up! I'm, I'm grateful for literally. I am grateful for like basically waking. Like we are basic. I'm like, help you. Our gratefulness is waking up every day, and then everything on top of that mm. is we have a lot of fun with nothing because. You don't know our story, but it's kind of crazy. People have one of my questions for you: What is your biggest misconception? What do, is the biggest misconception people have about you? Which is super interesting because when people meet you, they automatically think something of what you. What do they think? Just like you thought we were from Texas. That's a misconception. Huge misconception. And you probably thought we were in a sorority. I wasn't going to say that. But thought it. Like I didn't think it until you said that. Yeah, all those things, right? They put us in categories. Yeah. So. I didn't think that, but. What, what would be your biggest misconception? People, the misconception. Of me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I'm just like a big dumb jock. Okay. 
Really? Yeah. Even today? Yeah, or he's just like, uh, you know, especially in this age, it's like, oh, he's just like a privileged white guy. You know, that always had it easy, like... Yeah, I think that's a, that's a lot of people when yeah. they see you in a situation where sure. you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. You're very lucky. So for me, my whole, and I knew that as a kid, like for whatever reason, I knew that like people would put me in a box. And that's why I said, no, I'm going to join the choir. I'm going to join the school musical. I was a synchronized swimmer. <laughs> you're, I, you're not, that's I'm not, not this, is, this is not, this is not. Uh, I so wanted to be everything that. The first thing you guys asked me is like, what do you want to drink? I said, I've never been drunk. I bet yeah. you would never think that I've never been drunk. Uh, actually, you know what I said to Sam? I said, I feel like that guy doesn't drink. But would you ever say to yourself, he's never been drunk? We never would think that way. Uh, okay, most people. <laughs> no, really, so, we would never. Most really. people are like, what? You've never been. It's like, we've how is that across, possible? We've come across a lot of people. You're a football player. Like, you went to parties. Like, how did you never get drunk? And I didn't have a sip of alcohol in college. I had one sip. I think we have the gift of not thinking what, not thinking for other people. That's great. A synchronized swimmer, are there a lot of male synchronized swimmers? No. Were you on a female team? It was all females, but there was an opportunity for men to do, like, the 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 lifting up women. How old were you? I was 18. And you had to wear the tight suit. No, I wear like board shorts. Okay, too. I was like, that would be because if someone for who's insecure to get in a tight suit and get in the water with a bunch of women would be. Yeah. I but I was, I, I remember, I was just like, I'm gonna do all the things I'm afraid of that people would never expect me to do. Salsa dancing. I started learning guitar when I was 18 as well. I started public speaking. Like I was Tired like, for you. No, I was. I almost flunked out of English my senior year, and my English teacher was so amazing. She would work with me every day after class to help me because I couldn't memorize vocabulary. I didn't know how to read and write still. And she was so giving and so caring that no one would ever think that one, I would write a book and become a New York Times bestseller. No chance. <laughs> Same here. No Same chance. Bit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, and I think I was the first person in my school to write a book. And there were yeah, so you're many. Prob- you're a and there were great writers. Yeah, but it, potato, potato. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's great everything yeah. and they don't do it. Yeah. It's really so, what you come down to do it, you so, know? So, goal for me is always to like. What's your You know, I wrote goal? a book about vulnerability, about, you know, I opened up about being raped. I don't think most guys talk the way I talk. Because no, absolutely not. Absolutely of, not. And how do you feel when people talk about that to you? About what? Like, if they, are they, do people get uncomfortable when you share that story? Do people get uncomfortable? Yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry about your chair. I know. They might get uncomfortable and my goal is to just make them as comfortable as Break possible. Break it down, yeah. 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 No, I'm just curious because yeah. that would be, the, often when people go through something, people don't know how to handle yeah. Those feelings of other people and what to say and what to do. They don't and know how to. They're just kind of like, okay, and anyways, what are you, yeah, right? And, next. and you're like, oh. yeah, so what's next? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an interesting. Yeah. And you, I. I feel like moms, because it's mostly moms listening, right? Yeah, moms, I like, grandmas. I feel like um, moms that have kids, uh, especially sons, I feel like you know, one in six boys get sexually abused, one in four women. You know, one of you the statistics are has been sexually abused in some way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not rape, but it's some type of sexual offense, mm-hmm. abuse. Whether it's you know, your kid, 16, 20, it doesn't matter. And, and it's one in six for men. And unfortunately, I was one of those six. But I look at it as a blessing now, and I'm really grateful for the lessons I've learned and the message I'm able to share with other men to try to help them heal as well. I feel like I have more tools now because I went through 30 years of pain and suffering without telling a soul. That's what I was going to ask. Were you able to, t- to tell your parents? No. There was nothing, especially for me growing up in the 80s and 90s, there was not like 
a TV commercial that said, hey, if you're a little boy who's been sexually abused or raped, like, here's what to do. Was there anything that here's your, parents, who to call? your parents could have seen There's or done? Nothing There's nothing done. they could have done. Nothing. It was at the babysitter's. It was like the, the teenage son of the babysitter mm-hmm. that I would go to after kindergarten every day mm-hmm. across the street. My mom's working hard. My dad's working hard. They're doing the best they can. It's not like they could have prevented it, mm-hmm. you know? They didn't, know. Really, you know? they didn't know. And I didn't tell them. How did you work through that 30-year pain? Anger. Anger, beating people up on the football field, like putting myself into through physical pain, torturing myself, reacting, you know, in unhealthy ways. Okay. But you're through that? I'm through that. I'm through that. I went through a lot of healing over the last six years. I started the process of talking about it. Like therapy? I went through I went through lots of different therapies, emotional intelligence trainings. You know, one-on-one therapies, different stuff. Uh, the the original, I opened up about it in a workshop for the first time, which allowed me to say, okay, I'm going to start reaching out to other experts and therapists to like really talk about it more, really like figure out a safe process for letting it go and and healing. And I think the first step for a lot of us is we don't heal the past, whatever it is, whether it's your dad made fun of you for whatever your nose or your mom didn't hug you at night or whatever it is, like we don't heal from past traumas. And it manifests in today with our current relationships, yeah. how we treat our friends, our kids, our you know spouses. It manifests until we heal the past. But uh, how often people don't know what that was. Yeah. You know, like I you got, just think I got lucky that because when I started, I opened up about it um, about a year later. I started telling my family one by one after I did um, after I did like the workshop therapy stuff with therapists. I started then saying, okay. I need to tell my family this. Like, I just need to tell them. For Had a family receive it, expected or unexpected? Amazing. Well, here's the thing. I was terrified to tell anyone still, except for therapists. And I asked one therapist, I said, I don't know what to do. How do I even tell my mom, who's the one who dropped me off at the, you know? Because you're so I, afraid that she's going to well, I don't want to hurt her. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. like, her to be like, it's sad forever. It's like, I don't want to put someone through pain. Yeah. So I said, what do I do? And this therapist was great. She said, you need to uh, ask them all a conversation before, or ask them all a question before you tell them and make sure you feel ready based on their response. Oh, that's a good one. So the question she told me to ask was, is there anything I could ever say or do that would make you not love me? Oh, fucking hell. Every mom out there is like about to, and <clears throat> is there something that your parents could have let you know that, that, that that was safe to do, or no? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I think I mean, moms are sitting there thinking. Maybe they could have said, like, every couple of years, "Hey, has anything ever happened to you that you want to tell me?" But I was so like guarded. You but, might, have, you might have said no. I probably would have said no. I would knew, have said no. But you knew the door was maybe open. Like, I'm just thinking. Maybe. I mean, I think she might have even tried to say something like that at one point. But I think I was just so protective of my feelings and, like, guarded and, like, you know, it was teenage Because boys a lot like, of moms are sitting here being like, what can I do to help <clears throat> my children if they are going through something or if here's they the, are? Here's the thing that I think you could do. I mean, you may never be able to get something out of them if they've been sexually abused. Or had some trauma. It might just be a trauma with like a friend who said yeah, something. Yeah, or a to boyfriend that was a boyfriend. Whatever. It could be a, right. You that don't said know. something that hurt them. Yeah, that affected them in a bad way. Totally. Right. It doesn't have to be a physical or sexual abuse. I think it's going to go back to what you don't like to do. The power of eye contact is unbelievable. It really, op- it opens the soul. I love to do. I, I love to do it. I, I don't mind doing it. And I just find it. I it's an intimate. It's, it's intimate. It's very intimate. It's but intimate. when you get intimate with someone, you start to feel their soul. 
and you start to see what they're saying and what they're not saying. Yeah, moms know. But do you know also, like, just like on that point of like mm-hmm. eye contact, is more like I, I'm fine to make amazing contact, high contact with a woman. I feel like really safe yeah, in that. Yeah. But when a man yeah. stares me right in the eye, you know, I've always been like shy around boys and stuff and like men, but like for no reason, just that. Um, that's just the way it is. Sure. But like when a man is staring me in the eye for a long time, I kind of just feel because often it's not a friendly. St- it's a stare. Of, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. I have an agenda or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. not often a. It's not a, like it's, I completely get it. I'm not saying you need to look everyone yeah. in the eyes for like twenty. It's, it's it, no, it's a. It's but if you've got a young boy or young girl in your in your in your house, <clears throat> the thing the thing where I felt the most safe was when my my parents were just so stressed all the time. They had yeah. so much work. They were trying to pay the bills. I'm not blaming them. No, no, no. It's just, uh, it's like sitting down and actually just like no phone and just like allowing yourself to be present and listen. There was no time. There was very little time. I mean, my mom's got four kids. You guys got lots of kids. It's like chaos. You're just remember, trying to like manage. Do you yeah, remember? Do you're you trying to take care of your health and it's like. Uh, they were so busy. Do you remember them like having fun? No, like, my parents should have been married. Like they were, they should have they got divorced before I was born. Okay. So it was like a, a, a unhealthy. But as, when they were alone, did you ever see like your mom like having a good time? We would go on a ski trip once a year, and that's when I saw us like having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't do much. I don't have any like positive memories. We know this is a bad question, but if, if you were to have kids, not do you want to have kids, if you were to have kids, because I already said, oh my God, he was such a cute dad. Do you think like he's ever going to have kids? She said, you can't. I'm like, it's like this, no, but often for women, if you ask them, they're like, I can't, I don't, like, it's a question that sometimes not everyone can't, right, maybe the guy, you don't, it's a question we've learned that sometimes. But you're young enough that, like, it's not like, it's not like he's like, do you want kids? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, I think I do, I think I do, because, and I never said, I never thought I did until, until I met my current girl. That is often Wait, the case. Wait, why did you think, why did, why did you not think so? Because it seems... I didn't trust the women I was with. Oh, okay. I didn't fully trust them in my gut. And I didn't think, this may sound weird, but I, I, oh, never, go I never thought, you know, but then I would stay with them. So it's like I had a messed up, you know. No, you, right? are, you are a human being. You exactly. can't be who you are with what you didn't I go through. I had to learn a lot. So you're saying I was, I am, exactly. I think. No, you're not. So you I, just were. I was, yes. Yeah. So I I wouldn't, I never trusted the women I was with. And I remember thinking to myself, like, if I die and I have a kids with them, I don't think they'll be able to take care of my kids. Oh, my oh, God. Like in a who way, are you dating? Like in a way that <laughs> these women aren't bad women. No, I know, stuff. I know. I just didn't feel like they were resourceful enough. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I, a deep question for a man I was to think, always, by the I was, way. Yeah, it's like if I died. And not they, and they had, not and I, a typical man right here. Let's say if I died and I didn't have the life insurance policy that I have and the money, you know, if I didn't have that to get is my partner mm. going to be so resourceful enough to make it happen? Shit, we are. I'm not that we're getting married. Right, right. Are they, are they resourceful enough? Are they <laughs> resourceful enough? But if you're looking enough? for some responsible women, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be we over there. But it's like, do I believe they have the, the values? Do I believe they have the the growth mindset where they're not going to hold like my child into a limited way of thinking? Mm. Or are they going to allow them to blossom emotionally, mentally, spiritually? And are they going to make enough money to support them? Yeah. Where they're not just dying. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Nat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. 
That's dimebeautyco.com. You're really lucky. You're you're not you're unique. Yes, I was in a really good way because that is a very forward thinking again, where most people are like, I'll just just stick it in her and I'm gonna make a big and it comes so hard I get twins. Wow! Do people say that? Guys, we like I got her knocked up. She's got got, my swimmers are so strong. I got (laughs) two. Oh my god! You know, it's funny. I've had a I have had a lot of life insurance on me since I was 27. I bought. A life insurance policy, and then they add more to the whole life, for term us. life, for <laughs> <laughs> for my future kids. If future kids, like just in case, yeah, definitely wants kids. For like my, if I was gonna have future kids and a wife, I just remember thinking like I need to invest now in that possibility. So family is super important for you, even though you had a really chaotic, it's and important. somewhat skewed family. I think it's becoming more important the older I get. I'm 36 right now, and. It used to be all about like me, what I wanted, and my dreams, and I still want to achieve a lot of big dreams. Uh-huh. But I'm also like, I don't know if I want to do it alone for the rest of my life. Also, yeah, you're yeah. not going to. Right, right. I know yeah. you're not. Yeah. And you know what? If you did end up alone, you'll find someone again. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like life yeah, is long. You're exactly. you're not. There's people who feel like. <laughs> well, I'm not mean not alone with like a long. partner, but like as a, I think I'm oh, like a family. Kids. Yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. best. Oh I have gosh. to say, we they're hard as fuck, but they. Hard, right? really I mean, I got hard. a fucking dog right now that it's like stressing uh-huh. me out. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, this is like a fraction of what a kid is like. No. Kids are like. It's giving me anxiety. It is day. like it, it. People say it's like your heart outside. It is. It's not. It's like you're so vulnerable because their pain is ten times your pain. You can't control anything. Can't do anything. And I, I bet even though you went through all of these things and your mom was, like, your parents didn't get along, you would still never change your mom. No. You would never no. wish for someone different. No. Right? At the end Absolutely. of the day, you weren't like, I wish, and so this, that's kind of our no, message. Well, I feel blessed for the... the do you still have your parents? Yeah. My mom is actually here. She works with me full time. And um, Are they divorced now? They were divorced when I was in high school. Yeah. And my dad is, he's alive, but he had a really bad car accident where he was in a coma for three months uh-huh. about 15 years ago. And um, he's never been the same. So he's, unfortunately, he's alive. You can have kind of a conversation with him, but he has a lot of amnesia. So it's it's like Hard. asking the same question over and over. And I have to tell him like my whole life story all the time. Uh, who takes care of him? His current wife. Oh, yeah. his wife. Yeah. Wow. Uh, seriously, though. Yeah, no, do it. Do it. I don't, we recommend it. It's a great thing, but oh it is God. definitely the most vulnerable thing you'll ever do. And it is not, it's your feel. It's like the reason lots of, no, no man gets questioned about their kids. You have kids, you move on. Where every woman is like, how do you do it? How are you here? What do your kids what do you mean, think? They question, they question you. Like, oh, like, how, how do you leave them? How do you leave how them? How are we here? Us. Like, like how are we in LA? Like, like how, you have a husband or yeah, yes, babysitters or a family? Never, or, that's not the mindset a lot of people have. Like, the one that what you are have. you doing? Abandoning your kids? Every yeah. question. And how, how do you like, how, how, Who's going to take care of them? But when a husband goes on work trip, no one's like, the boys aren't sitting around and be like, so he's taking care of your kids. Yeah, it's but it, always for us. So when you at, when you asked that question, when you said that, I was like, you you made me th- you gave me an aha moment mm-hmm. where I think so many women feel insignificant when they become moms because what? they because you lose your identity and you right. become someone's mother, and they mothers are given kind of in society outdated roles where if you work you must not love them if you if you do this you must not feel as passionate about mm-hmm. being like you can't have everything really? yeah for real moms Who says that. It's a story. Like, you thought you were not X, Y, and Z. Many women feel like... Many women will go to work and 
get on an overnight flight to come home at the sake of themselves to, so they can wake up in the morning at 7 in the morning, lose all the sleep, so, which we've done, where other people think, I'm going to take till Monday for myself because it would be good. Never. How fast can I get home? Where can I be? And how can I do everything at once at the sake of myself? And most people, women, go to bed and say, I failed today because I they wasn't do. enough. Because you can't be you can't be a super mom and a super person. No one is, but everyone else has flexibility to fuck up. Where moms, you're as given. If you when we go away, or I'll give you an example. You have kids in tow, and they're someone's throwing it down. Tow. Like following you. Okay, so when you walk, you have like four or five kids. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. So you're you're in the front and they're behind you, and one is screaming. All right. And everyone's like, that's called throwing it down. Throwing it down. Throwing it. Literally. What do they do that? People look at you. Judging you. you. You're a bad mom. Get your kid under control. All right. So a dad does it, and they're all like, "You're doing a great job. Bless your heart. You are taking care of the kids. You are. You're amazing. You're stepping up. I can't believe you're doing this on you. You're a super dad. You're amazing. Literally to this day. Day, to this day. So that's where it's so fucked up that women are often shelved. But part of the community months. that we've built is these women who Let's bring like, it back to us. Let's no. So you're like, let's build I'm a community. Let's talk about let's, me. Let's build a community where we shame the men. No. Where never. We go, where never. We that's why we're bringing men in now because we like to hear. Your perspective. Think, and also how you grew up because, you know, I've got three boys. You have a boy. We, we're, we're girls of brothers. We've had boys around us. And so we like to hear a perspective from yeah. a different yeah. kind of a guy or different people. And you definitely have a unique perspective on we're, life. We're also trying to bring it to like a human, like a human level where you can connect not on color, not on race, yeah. not on ethnicity, not on how you were brought up, how much money you have, how much money you don't have, just like who are you? Yeah. And we have we have some things in common, even though Absolutely. It, even if it's like I didn't feel like I was enough in high school. I didn't like to the point where I dropped out. I didn't feel like I could go to college, university. Yeah. Like I did, uh, every, but that story is unique amongst sure. every person in the world where they didn't feel like they were something they should be, you know? Yeah, of course. That's all we're trying to bring it to. What? Um, can I ask a question? Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, just for our people. Gimme, gimme! Do, do, you, do you believe do in regrets? Do you works here? Do you believe in regrets, yes or no? Do I believe in regrets? Yes. Do you have any? Do you believe in them? Are you like, I, every regret I, is a... I think I, I've had peace with all the things in my past that I regretted or wish I didn't do or wasn't proud of. I think I'm at peace with it. I, would I go back and change things? Yeah. Um, I think they taught me lessons. Yes. I mean, maybe so I would maybe I would go back and be like, yeah, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. But it taught me the lesson not to do it again. Yeah. And to be more compassionate and to have more understanding and patience. So, I mean, I wish I didn't do certain things. Yeah, yeah. But regrets are some things that people carry with them for life. Yeah. I feel like I'm at peace about it all. Okay. I, I mean... You know, it's like, should I talk to my mom more or my dad? Well, it's like certain things That's I wish guilt. I did more. That's yeah. guilt. That's more guilt. It's not like a regret. I feel like I've, Just with the know. tools I've had, with like the information I've had, I've done the best I could in relationships, different situations, you know, everything like that. I'm dying to know that because you're only 36. Like, I know, what are you going to do now? Because we don't want to talk about that. But I like, hate that question. I know, but like, what, what, what do you dream? What's a dream? What's a dream for you? Because there's a lot of years left. Other than Hopefully. maybe having kids. I hope there is. All yeah. we have is this moment. Uh, all we have is this moment. It's true, though. Yeah, I know. I, hey, listen. We I live to the I moment. Say to my, I say to my kids before I go, give me the last time I see you. I mean. Going on an airplane. <laughs> I, uh, I truly just want, I, I want to end a lot of suffering. I feel like I've felt a lot of suffering in my life. And I'm finally at a place where I have inner peace 
for the first time in the last six years. Suffering for people who've gone through the same thing as you? Everything. Like whatever, and anything is everything inside. It's like if you're going through sexual abuse or didn't have a parent or whatever it is, a, a traumatic uh, breakup, like if you're dealing with suffering, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. You're suffering. It's feelings. It's a feeling of helplessness, not worthy enough, pain, insecurity. Confusion. And, and, and you feel because because of the process that you've went through and everything you've learned that you could help people release some of those. I feel like I can help. Like I've gotten to a place of inner peace. And I'm not saying it's every day is going to be that way, but I feel like I know how to get there quickly. Manage. You can manage when to those manage feelings stress. come up. You yeah. can be like, And you okay. can help other people do that. I feel like I can create, um, yeah, my goal is to, to help 100 million people every single week. Okay. Live a better life. Okay. And to feel more peace and accomplish their dreams. And so that's the dream, is to reach 100 million people weekly. Okay. So you have, you have business goals. It's not just... I mean, that's a not a business goal. That's a mission. A mission. Okay, it's but that's also... to reach people, and that's in also, return, it'll bring in income. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. well, my mission is not, I want to make $100 million. Mm-hmm. It's, I want yeah. to reach 100 million people. We feel that week. you're actually on brand with our mission. Exactly. And, and by doing so, opportunities are going to flow. Like, the money is going to take care of itself. Do you feel happy? Like, when you wake up in the day, do you feel like a happy person? I you feel, feel happy? When I wake up yeah. next to the woman of my dreams, I feel like I want to cry. Do you feel internal feel so happiness? Grateful. Or do you have to say you're great? Do you feel I, happy? Like, I feel, light? I feel super happy. I'll tell you what. My girlfriend just, I'm not going to say everything's perfect. My girlfriend just moved in Christmas Day. And the night before, our dog broke its leg. I saw on Instagram. And had nine screws and emergency surgery. Yeah, and, she and moved, you got an eye infection. An eye infection. She moved from <laughs> Mexico to USA. She left a career where she was at the top. Wait, she, did she, moving in with you is her moving from Mexico? She was living in Mexico City as the uh, top TV host in the biggest show in Mexico. Until Chris, till right now? She just moved in like a couple weeks ago. So it's been the dog. I had to take the dog to surgery. The fucking surgery cost seven grand for a dog's yeah, yeah. Face. American dollars. Like, I hell? know. Part of me is like, we should have stayed in Mexico to get this thing fixed. It would be like seven hundred dollars. But I wanted to make sure I had the best treatment. When you care about something, it's like a child. I'm not gonna say. It's I, I have a child. dog. Yeah. It is. It's a you're like, oh, you want? It's a part of your family, right? Yeah. So she moved for you. She moved for herself. She was gonna move on her own to her own apartment. And which I was like, yes, because my last relationship was a nightmare living with, um, in the relationship with someone. I never lived with anyone before that. And it was bad from day one. And it got worse. How long did it last? Probably six months, eight months or something like that. And it got really, it got really bad. And And it's going well now though. There are great moments and there's transition moments. Of course. Uh, yes. There she's is. in a new country too. She's in a new face. language. She doesn't know anyone. New it's culture. Very hard. We don't have you like, brought her. We don't have all of her stuff uh, you know, set up yet. Like she's no. getting her routine, her food, everything's different. And you yeah. mind American politics. Uh, just everything's different. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad we don't like her. We could all go out. We'd like make I mean I, I know we're moms. It's all good. It's all good. We, we would sell to dance with her. So <laughs> I have learned so many great tools over the last seven years about how to be patient through the process. Whereas if this would have happened 10 years ago, I'd have been like, get the F out of here. Like, I can't deal with this. I don't know how to handle it, the stress. And I'm just like, it's like every two days there's something. Is she the same age as you? She's 29. I'm 36. Right. Yeah. And, okay. And okay. so every every couple, so it's been a beautiful transition. It's been beautiful because it's like, man, there's so much to learn, so much to grow. And I just take it with like a positive mindset. Like when she'll have a moment of like anxiety or fear or concern or uncertainty, I'm like, this is going to be amazing. 
They're I'm so excited for this. Like, I love you. What do you need? How can I support That's you? That's great. That's a- if it continues for a year like this, I don't know if I'm going to be as patient, but it's like, I understood going in, like, this is not going to be this, oh, roses and sunshine. It's going to be a process. Yeah, it's there a process. There are beautiful moments, and we're opening up, and we're communicating more than ever, and it's like, okay, great. I really appreciate your, like, you're just, you're, the, I feel like talking to you, it's not like you sit back and think about, like, what you're going to deliver with your words. You're honest because you've been, you're honest about your past, and now you're honest about the way you're living your life now. And a lot of people find that really hard. I, we always say, like, sometimes we'll talk to people, and you're like, you just feel like every sentence was calculated before uh-huh. they said it. And, and which is fine because that's where they feel safe to, like, you know, say those kind of things. But it's, we're very surface. Like, yeah. when we think something, we just, like, blurt it out. And sometimes we're like, shit, I don't know, I shouldn't say that. Or, like, maybe I didn't say that right. Well, okay. I'm kind of smart. I don't know. No, no, but we like one of the reasons they watch. Okay, that better. I like that. One of them. Being honest with your journey is like it's helpful to other people who are watching you. Okay, I have to ask you one last question for um, moms. If there was one thing your mom did that was unbelievable, and you hope that your mother of your children do, what would it be? She loved me. You know, she loved yeah. me a lot. What do we fucking say and every single day? She, love them. She gave her best with the, what she had. She Thank loved you. me. She showed up when she couldn't. She freaking did my homework for me a lot of time because I was just, like, in tears and didn't know how to do it. Oh. And she would sit with me, but she would, like, be patient for fucking years. Mm-hmm. While I was, like, horrible at so many things, she showed up and she gave me a lot of love. Even if I didn't feel certain times, like, she did. Mm-hmm. I could cr- look all the moms are like, oh my yeah, god. That's so because nice. at the core, everyone I will tell you the, the world biggest needs thing is love. But mothers give it and they feel like they're not giving enough. And that's the biggest I'm just giving you I, the I can I mean listen, I I took it for granted for many years yeah. of my that's life. That's normal. And I'd say I'd say that I still take it for granted a lot of the time. Like, do do call my her mom, and tell her you love. Just like thank you, I mom. Do. I, okay, I, I have to remind myself like because she'll, she'll be like, my baby. You know, she still treats me like a baby. But she loves you. Exactly. And so I just need to, like, put it past and be like, okay, I'm a grown man. That's my mom. Like, I'm just going to hug her and love her. And you're and the try fourth. try to spoil her. And you're the fourth. I'm the fourth. I'm She's the last. my little baby TJ. Yeah, right here. The He's the only one who's allowed to get out of bed at night and come to my bed. <laughs> Everyone else, get out of my room! <laughs> but I would, I would cry, scream, crying for minutes in the middle of the night, screaming for my mom until I was probably seven, eight, nine years old. Cool. You had how you would, come through. I would, and she would come in, and and I would just cry, screaming like I need my mom. I need my mom until I was probably nine, and I would like put my leg around her, mm-hmm. like hug her, and just like cry myself to sleep. And she would always come in, and, and she would always her. be there. And she was there for me. We're so, so lucky. Like, We're so lucky. Let me tell you two things. Number one, uh, we personally have, uh, well, we both have learning disabilities at the Wazoo and we're in special classes and blah, 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 all the things. We have two kids at least who learn differently. We call them, we yeah. just say learn differently. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Two diagnosed. Two diagnosed. And one can't read and one can't, mm-hmm. he has been faking it and finally someone's like, huh, very similar to what you're saying and has to memorize words. Yeah. And all. But what you're saying is, for a lot of moms who have kids with special needs and have kids with different things, it's like your mom was the one who carried you, like the love carried yeah. you through, but you had to find yourself and no one can find yourself except yourself. That's it. And so I think a lot of moms want to fix, but they can't. So just be there just beside love, them listen, and love them. Look at them. And they're going to go through present. hard times. They're going to go through hard times. And I think um, you don't want to shelter your kids. Like I uh-huh. want to ch- change 
any of the pain and adversity I went through because I want to be as hungry in life to dream bigger. I want to be as hungry to say, and I want to become better. How do I overcome these fears? How I do know. I you have to teach people? them to be capable and resilient. And sometimes we say, we joke, I mean, but we say, like, our children right now are living, like, a pretty, like, nice life. It's better than life, you know? It, and, and they have two parents that are married. And we when, grew up with single moms. Yeah, with, yeah. With, and yeah, double incomes. Yeah, and so we're like, There's sometimes we're like, shit, we got to yeah. do something to make these kids more resilient. Like, cause we have this, we watch our single moms struggle. Especially Dude, I, 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 I lived in a cabin with no electricity and no toilet oh, in yeah. the middle of the woods with my mom who was like we would roll coins That's and right. wake up in the morning and throw a paper before school Amazing. okay yeah, yeah love it now my kids are like you didn't make them do it no we I, don't we make them do a paper route in the morning at 5 a.m my dad made me get up at 5 a.m yeah but the there's summers. no papers anymore and he got me maybe he got up we at 5 a.m i was mowing um yeah greens on golf courses at yes. 5 a.m what age i'm like 13, 14. Okay, our kids are young, so we have to... We don't have that much land. I was land. doing paper at, like, 10. I was doing paper routes at 10 on my bicycle. So now you can get arrested if you let them cross the street on their own. It's but you, it's sorry, it's you, know, you and I, the second we could make money, the two of us had jobs because we watched our moms and they had... Oh, I, like, I, other kids would be like, oh, we're, we want to go out and they would oh, get, like, $20 from their parents. I lied, so nothing, I could be a hostess. I was, like, a 14-year-old hostess at a bar and they would try to pick me up and I would be... Yeah, I was, yeah, I hustled. With, like, a not the good... Did your husband pick you up? He was a professional uh, hockey player, so she picked oh. him up. And I, <laughs> yes, and he, he was very dr- oh, He's fucking handsome. He was retired now. Or? Yes, yeah. very retired. He got injured. He, he got was injured. a fighter. Wow. And I, my kids' favorite, my, like the my, fa- my kids' favorite YouTube. If you look on the search, there's all the YouTube channels. Mark Morrow fights he's on YouTube. Her husband fighting blood. That's they just awesome. but he's gentle and over. Per- they called gentle, the gentlest person in real person. Never want to meet him on the ice. That was like me. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you fighting the football field? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was because he had all this pain. What field, was your husband fighting about? But in real life, I was like this loving. I was like this loving, like wanted to hug everyone, just wanted to like. It's a man like, thing, eh? Like just because he can still get road rage, eh? and I'm a Canadian. I just busted. Can I'm like, dude, settle down. It's a road rage. Just you need to go on the. Yeah. I could tell when he needed to fight. I don't know I'm, if it's an every man thing. It's, it's just, but it's, there are some uh, men that just have that, you know, because I flip the switch. My husband doesn't have it. Okay, but don't you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yes, fair. My, I would never want to. If I, if someone hurt me, I would be scared to what he would do. I'd be very scared to what he would be capable of. Yeah, it's a one time. He's not psychotic either. It's a switch. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's he's not afraid to fuck someone. But he doesn't. That sounds really bad. Like he's a. Well, he's kind of powerful. He can knock someone out. Yeah, he's huge. He's got, he's got baseball mitts for him. So once someone tried to like um, fight him, they were on drugs, and he just ignored them, ignored them. He said, "Come on, two of them." And he goes, "He goes, I'm fuck you up." And he goes, he turns around, he goes, "No." I'm gonna fuck you up. And they were like, oh, and really they ran, face. and they were like, because he wouldn't say a word, and these fucking, and they were like, oh. I was like, oh my god, babe, there's guns, you can't do this. Know. You know, I'm like, but no, there's, no, there's no guns in Canada, like, we're fine. I'm like, you can't do this shit, babe. Wow. You can't do this shit. Oh, fuck. I'm you. curious, how long have you guys known each other? Since ninth grade. We, okay, I'm gonna blow your mind for a second. We are twin flames, which means, which means through history, so our grand, okay, let me give you a quick story. They know this, but our grandmothers were friends that we didn't know about, and they used to cocktail before together. And they were both wid- they were single, and they get together. Died like when when the children were still pretty young, and the two of them never remarried. So they would they were uh, a, a couple, and they got along, and it was only, her family loved my grandmother, but that's the only friend they liked. A situation. My grandmother was like very like old school and traditional, and didn't like accept like you know our fa- my mom's family. But my mom always said, "There's one friend." of my dad's mom that I love and it was her grandma because they were she was such a nice lady and they had so much fun together so they died and then when when we got together we ne- when we became friends my dad's like is that Natalie Telfer Giselle Telfer's mm-hmm. granddaughter I'm like yeah and they're like that was your grandmother's best friend and they had the best time how fucked so then we saw what is great you heard about this no fast forward later Later. We met in ninth grade, but we were kind of like, you know, like skipping school together. We both like didn't finish there. And then we did our own thing in our 20s. But when we became moms, we found each other through Facebook. And that's when we ended up. When, when our family started seeing how much time we were spending together, and they saw like, oh, that's her parents. That's her. You'll never guess. Your grandmothers were like besties. And they had so much fun together. So then we met Gwyneth Paltrow's medium. Medium who doesn't believe in soulmates. She believes in soulmates, but not forever. There are people who come and change your life and then move on, okay? Mm-hmm. Then there's Twin Flames. Mm-hmm. And Twin Flames are people who've done life and they keep going together and then they, they divide. They wow. divide, but they're here always to do something for someone of greater good. So when you come together, there's nothing you can do to break them. So we have been together for centuries and we used to be these like women feminists back <laughs> in the day. Like, the and fuck? unfortunately, back in the day, we fought for our rights, but there was a time where we our, our, what we believed in was more than our families and we left our families behind for, the, for what we believed in. Is it what she said? And now we've learned from that is that we need to do what we're doing and continue on our mission, but also keep our families close. Because you believe in energies, right? Absolutely. And like you can feel people's energy, Absolutely. and you know someone who's bad. Like the minute they walk in, you're like, holy shit, you are it's a bad energy. My, my girlfriend, she's like, she read everyone's energy. Yeah, like, that's not a good person. So can that's I? Not, I'm like. 
gosh, but I want to like meet this person. <laughs> you can feel it right away. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah. They walk in and you're like, <laughs> right? Anyways, we are we're we are one. We often joke we're one person. Like we can we can feel each yeah. other. Feel it's the weirdest thing. I'm curious. What's your full names? Catherine, are you about to do a reading? No, I'm just curious. Catherine Elizabeth Belknap. She's Natalie Telford. Natalie Brown. It's Catherine Natalie. Yeah, Cat. Oh, right. Yeah, Cat Natalie. I'm curious. For what do you think is her biggest downfall? What's the thing that holds her back the most from actually achieving all of the dreams that she has? What is her biggest downfall? I would be mine too. Well, let her answer that for you. But what do you think is hers? What is her biggest downfall? What's the thing that holds her back the most from having everything she desires and dreams of? Do not answer that. Thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Do not say I feel like we have. I feel like we have. I feel like a lot of things. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you hear the I heard you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I wasn't thinking that. You heard. No. I would say that it is. I would say sometimes it's our kindness. That holds her back yes. from having everything she wants. Yeah. And, I, and, and sometimes I think that, yes, I think she accommodates. Is that the thing that holds her back? The biggest thing? Kindness. Is that weird? I'm just asking. Could be 40 pounds. I'm trying to lose. I have a lot more in her. Time. I don't think she has anything. I don't think there's anything that holds her back. That's the truth. I really, I, I want, I'm saying something to make it up because I think sometimes we go, oh, we go, we go weird. There's nothing that holds her back. Gotcha. I think we fucking. What do you think is her greatest quality? Uh, that makes her, her unique and special. Her ability to be 100% unique and push everyone around her to, like, just, like, there is. The every, like there's just this it's a je ne sais quoi of somebody who walks in and there's no matter what size what she looks like you just walk in and you want to be around the energy yeah. of that person you have a special energy yeah there's no there's no turn this into his interview yeah it's great though <laughs> it's great no no there's nothing really honestly when you live with we, we're together every day all day we go on vacations together with our families. Our husbands are both named Mark. They we we have our moms are friends. They they've learned to co-parent together. Everybody. Her mom will pick up my kid. My kid will pick up her kid. Our life is very weird. Your next door neighbors too. We should be. We're almost. We live around the corner from each other. I'm trying to buy a house beside her. But what's the thing that holds her back from having everything she wants? Is there something that you see in her that she could let go of that you think? Yeah, could what is it, Matt? Take it to another level of her dreams, her happiness, her joy, her love. I feel like just being like really like like so thoughtful of all the people around her. Like, because if we didn't have all these people to care about and think about, and if you didn't have so much, and it was just about you, you'd be able to like jump higher. But we have so you you have. Oh God, she supports her family, not in like her family, not just the people who live in her house. More than anybody else, any of her other siblings, she's the glue. So I don't say it holds her back. I'm just saying it probably slows her down. Because if I was to be selfish, because she's not selfish. But what you get back from the hold back is sometimes more than what you. Yeah, love you, and connection. Yeah, like my family, you know. Good about so holding family. back meaning slowing down, but not hold, nothing's holding back, right. but just slowing down. What do you think is her greatest quality? I mean, like, I just think that she is so fucking capable of doing anything and making anything happen. If she has an idea, it's like a crazy idea. And she's like, all right, well, if we have this crazy idea, 
let's just do it. Wow. And she makes it happen. <clears throat> wow. And I will always be her co-pilot to do that. Wow. When she jumps in. She's got the chills. Here. She jumps in. We do. It's like, uh, let's go. Go. Wow. You know, I always I always said I wanted to do, like when we were stay-at-home moms, I wanted to do something different. But I knew, I was, I know my personality enough to know that I can't do it alone. And I remember asking, like, who would you do with? I'm like, I can't, I can't think of any friend, like, you know, or anyone around that would be able to do it. And then it turns out that we sat there and stared at each other. And I was like, we have more. There's more we can do. People always saw us and would watch us together. And she, she was like, well, then. Before what? When did you guys start this? No, like, they would watch us talk. Like, we would be on the street and we would be talking, but we talk in a way that's, I think, very intimate with each yeah, other. Yeah. That people are like, huh. really And there's always, like there's something about you two that's not normal mm. about other people. Like, you know what I mean? We, it's a weird it's like energy. It's deeper than sisters. It's, di- it's deeper than that. Because yeah, we yeah. don't have to mess with It's an intimacy. In right. It's an intimacy that you can't touch, that a lot of people want to touch but can't. Mm. What? Mm. What's I know. We are so How long did you guys start this thing? Seven, seven. So it started off when she <clears> had her second <throat> and I had my third. Yeah, but we had, you started doing uh, like what was this. the first thing you started doing like an interview show? Like no, a, uh, bringing moms together. Instagram who, or networking? No, or? just we. There, Instagram wasn't even a thing. It was moms in the community who had nobody and who would be like, we were stay-at-home moms, so we were experts, mm-hmm. quote unquote, because everyone else was going back to work, and they're like, is this normal? And we had a natural confidence in motherhood, mm. in ourselves essentially. But we're like, dude, it's okay. Like we became. We started off with community events, bringing moms together. That's right. Seven years ago, seven in years. Canada, we used to pay. We yeah. used to pay for it. We we pay for it. We'd be like, well, we want to bring these people we together. Lied so, and then our husbands were like, what are you? How, this is you're taking time away from the family, but not bringing anything. In. Like, how much money are you bringing in? We're like, like um, we're losing money. We're losing. We never said that. We're like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel really good about going out and having a great night and bringing home a hundred dollars. They're like. But you spent... Do you know how much time you spent planning this event? Oh, yeah. Getting Six people to buy tickets? Yeah, all that. And we're like, worth every penny. And how much was the system you used to do that? all that? Everything, yeah. Yeah, it was... Because it, they're... So you started off with events. Yeah. yeah. That's how I started off. A yeah. dinner. Yeah. A dinner in her living room. Wow. With bringing women together. That's cool. You started off with events. I started off... Uh, yeah, when I was on my sister's couch, one of my mm-hmm. mentors was like... It was 2007, 2008, and the economy was pretty bad. And I was like, I don't know how to make money or get a job. He's like, why don't you check out LinkedIn? And I'd never heard of LinkedIn, but I went on there. I started spending about six hours a day on there eventually, just like kind of figuring out how to optimize my page and like adding friends one by one and reaching out to connections. And I started building groups. And there was a tweet up. Do you guys remember tweet ups? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2008, there was a tweet up that I went to in Columbus. And I was like, man, there's like 200 people here. But there's like little, someone put out a tweet and it's like all these people showed up. Yeah. It's like, I think I could do this on LinkedIn. And I started doing the first LinkedIn networking events around the country and started doing them around the world eventually. And the first one had 350 people there and it made like a thousand bucks. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do another one, I'm gonna make it bigger, I'm gonna charge at the door, I'm gonna have sponsors. And I just yeah, started like, same with that. I'm same with gonna that. find a restaurant that'll give me 10% yes, of I'm gonna write a book to sell, so I have a product, yes. I'm gonna do everything. And yeah. um, yeah, but all with the mission of helping people, like yeah, there's connecting, no, people. connecting yeah, people. I, I have to tell you, we have a manager, and he said he went to a conference. Yeah, uh, that changed his life. Mm-hmm. And that person who led that conference, you were the person it who was, changed that person's life. Yeah, it was your teachings that led them that, that, to, that to hold that whole conference that was life changing wow, for people. Cool. The person that, that held the conference had yeah. been to my event or something. Something or? you had it changed. It was his your life. you inspired that person. What was yeah. the event? Do you remember? <laughs> 
It was crazy. You told us today. Yeah, it was something like it was a five day conference, and, and they, then you go, and then there's like a three month thing, and they call you every day and remind you to reach your yes. goals. This is the event that got me to open up about sexual abuse. Oh, okay, so you he literally in the car today was like this man I taught was my, the, his mentor was the person so he's like I don't know him personally but I heard him talk about nonstop yeah wow yeah. interesting that's weird so you, you trickle down to yeah. even more people that you didn't even know about that you were touching it's amazing what what one piece of content can do to impact one person's mm-hmm. life and another person's life like just what you guys are doing with moms around the world can I blow your mind for a second go ahead blow my we, we you know it that we have been told multiple times that doctors prescribe depressed women uh, sure. and moms Those us to come they to pres- they're like go you need humor like doctors yes. Doctors. Really enjoy humor. Yes. Uh, laughing is our. Oh, yesterday we went, we had a lot of meetings. A lot of we just keep going. Then we got to stop. This is going to be a lot of networks. You guys are with Brie? You guys are with WME? Yeah, Brie. We're talking about your agent? Yeah. yeah she's one of them. I mean, yeah, no. Later, she's on the team. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's on the team. Is she your lead? No. Oh. But she's on the team. Yeah. 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 Brie's great. Uh, and we met with her yesterday and we said we were going to do something. Okay. But. Um, we went to a lot of meetings yesterday. Like, no, his chairs are hilarious. It's all good. I'm like trying not to move, and I'm like. Oh, no, because the best thing is this is this is how we we roll on yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? Like we figured out this it, idea came to fruition the day we texted you. So did so thank you for coming here. But we had meetings well, yesterday. Hear this mic, I'm like. No, this mic. No, we yeah. double tape it and then we strip it and then so, we. Up, so it we, looks yeah. like a little dildo. It's you have epic you size. Know, you don't. You don't even know what we do so, on the on the fly. So so I I was gonna say before y'all interrupted me. Sorry, now take it away. We're talking about laughter. Anyways. <laughs> I think sometimes you have laughter. to cry and you have to feel hard times, but we really get through it with laughter because uh, that's another way to do it. And yesterday we had all these meetings with the networks and everyone was like quite serious. And at the end of the day, we were so exhausted because we, we weren't able day. to be silly. And that's how we released. And we that's how moms. Silly in all of them. We did. We, we were. tried. Uh-huh. But there's so much talking. Oh, and so much traffic. traffic and, uh, I, uh, I've done these meetings for the last yeah. year and a half. It's like. It's yeah. It's, and then we came home and I was just so fucking hyper because I was like, finally. Let's have be myself. Yes. Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. And then that's we had Colton. Colton was here yesterday. You did a tournament with him last week or something. Baseball. You guys baseball the same team uh, but you didn't talk Sunday I was in and out the dog was with us and we had to get back <laughs> yeah, so yeah 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 he was like he was there but I never talked to I him know, we were on this we were a different team same team I was like well that's not a very team team but he, team. Had, he had a lot of same I said, I like, well, you said hi to everyone but it was just like so but he on. had the same thing you know like going through being um, playing football his whole life thinking he was going to be a professional football really? player and then it not being he was having very and then track. like what the fuck am I going to do now right. I guess I'll go on the bachelor you know it's interesting I was asked to be on The Bachelor three times. Oh, no. I bet. Come on. This is years ago. And I turned it down. Yeah. Because I I remember I was like, I was flattered for a second when they like asked me. And then I instantly called my sisters and I go, I just got to ask to be on The Bachelor. Like, what do you think? Should I do it? They're like, hell no. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, I don't think you guys would be... We have a few of those and things like, that we've been like, They're like, no, like, no way. Like, don't do that. It's not going to be good for you We've been time. asked to be on The Amazing Race many a time. Because we're great at that. You we and your girlfriend can go on We that. can't leave our kids for that long. That's what holds us back. Because you know what would happen is we would it's fail. It's no, it's like it could be up to three. It's up to three. We can't leave our kids for three months. We but, can really leave them This is what happened. We would try and get kicked off, and then every time we get to the end, they'd be like, "This is not the elimination <laughs> round." We'd be like, "Shit, fuck not again." We have to go on. The uh, where can everyone find you? What are you doing? Let's give them the social channels cues. 
Yeah. Uh, School of Greatness podcast, uh, Lewis Howes, and then I'm actually launching a documentary in a month. <gasps> All right. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I filmed it in the last year and a half. It's kind of like The Secret on Steroids. Do you remember the movie The Secret? Fuck yes! Yeah, so. We and we just actually did literally. We, we yes. Oh God, we can. My, my girlfriends used to say to me when the secret came out, they're like, "I'm reading this book. I feel like it's your fucking words, and you wrote this book wow. because you've been preaching this to us for like this before we had kids for all of our teenage yeah, I'm like, yeah, we just yeah. believe it's a thing. But I love that that, that movie was so cheesy. The book was fine, but the book was great. The movie was great. I was like, I need to recreate a more modern version. Where because the message is beautiful, but it was so cheesy the way they yeah, produced exactly. it. Exactly, but it did well. Um, uh, yeah. It's going to be. I'm launching it in a month. It's going to be for free for a week on greatness.com. Okay, I so can't. If you go to greatness.com, you can opt in and and watch. It when it comes out. Oh my god! How long is that? So much. Sixty minutes. Shit! Is it going to be an audio experience too? Uh, It's a video visual experience. But you can make it audio too. Good. Rip it off and I mean rip it. Does Oprah know you're doing this? Because she used to Oprah. Because she always used to bring those people on after yeah, they wrote I don't that. Think she does. Let's yeah. call her. Let's, you know, we need to give her a quick. Oops, Oops and I are like this. Well, Oops is yeah. Oops and Oops and WW, and we're partners with WW. Yeah, Oops, Oops, so we're very close. We're working it out. Amy Schumer Catnet. I mean, I don't know, Get Lady Gaga Catnet. Same, same, not really. What does WW stand for? Weight watches, but no longer. Now it's wellness. It's not about weight. Because they're doing a tour right now, right? Yeah. Who are you as your best self? The word, the. Because I don't do WW. For weight, it's because I'm not a garbage kid. I'm a, as a mom, I eat crusts and chicken fingers and French yeah, fries, yeah, and that's yeah, it. That's cheese. true. Yeah, not even cheese. It's like processed cheese. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying cheese. to eat, take care of myself better. Good. As part of it, uh, you guys, thank you. This is fucking amazing. I this is so sweet. Twenty minutes. Double pound. Boom. Pound town means something different. Pound town. Thank you so much, Laura. Double. Yeah, double pound would be twice. Okay. Okay, that's enough. Double fisting. Double fisting too. Not so Thanks, good. Ladies. Oh, bye. Thanks, guys. Yeah.